Welcome to the Avail Podcast, where we dig deep and talk about the art of leadership. My name is Virgil Sierra, and today we're sitting down with Josh Denhart to talk about navigating and de-escalating challenging conversations. As leaders, we all encounter them, so lean in for some great advice. Let's get started. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Avail Podcast where we bring practical, relevant leadership topics right to you, right to your computer, cell phone, uh, TV, wherever you're watching or listening to this right now, whether it's podcast, YouTube. I am pumped to be here. I'm your host, Virgil Sierra. I get to host uh, the Avail podcast where I get to connect with amazing leaders, amazing leaders from around the country and around the world who have great rich leadership resources, experiences, uh, understanding, knowledge. And today is an opportunity to connect. He's a friend of the house. He's a friend of the house. If you go back some episodes of the Avail podcast, you'll find one that we did with Josh Denhart uh, last year in 2020. And today we are back with Josh. Josh is a former children's pastor, entertainer, curriculum developer, and course creator. May I say he is Awesome. He's the founder of leadministry.com, which is an amazing resource. We'll talk about it a little bit later for you if you're a leader, if you're a pastor, if you're a volunteer who has leadership responsibilities. Josh, I am so pumped to share this time with you. And I can't wait for our Avail podcast listeners and viewers to hear this conversation. Absolutely. Super grateful to be here. Uh, you know, I got a kindred spirit with you, Verge, and I'm super excited to be here. I think this is going to be a very, very, very practical, practical uh, look into, into hard conversations and de-escalating things, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, one of the things I really appreciate about you, Josh, is um, sometimes you get ideas and you'll bounce them off of me. And, and I love that because as leaders, we need people that we can kind of share with and, and, and ask kind of ask questions or say, hey, does this happen to you? And, I, and almost every time you reach out to me with with maybe a thought or a, an idea, a leadership concept, I'm like, yes, 100%. That happens to me all the time or that's frustrating. And I, and I know that we're not the only one. So here, he, here's here's the cool thing. And you know, And you know what, Josh? I know that there's some people who are watching or listening that it's their first time. Would you mind, before we go into the topic, which I'm going to, I, I want to kind of unravel in, in a moment, would you mind maybe just in a few, in a minute or two, share a little bit about your, your story, maybe the, the quick version of how you are and what you're doing now? Absolutely. So I was a former high school chemistry teacher, of all things, who transitioned into full-time vocational ministry. I was at a big church, and I had a lot to learn really, really, really fast. I uh, was very successful in a ministry context, had a great time. Since then, I have transitioned out of the local church and to create resources for those in the local church. So leadministry.com is kind of a course hub to effectively train leaders in the church uh, where maybe they're not receiving uh, coaching, encouragement, and support mm. from other staff members, right? Everybody wish everybody wishes they had that really, 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 really dedicated uh, boss or a, a, a staff person over them. And often we don't have that. So lead ministry is kind of an opportunity. It's kind of a premier space and place for coaching and for courses for ministry leaders. 
I love that. Hey, and if you're watching, we're going to give you more information on how you can connect with Josh a little bit ahead and and, and his website. But I, I, I want to just say um, it is so worth it. You got to check it out. Great, great resources for leaders, uh, for for church leaders, for pastors, uh, ministry leaders. Now, Josh, um, the the topic of today uh, of today's conversation is is it, it really intrigues me because I've been dealing with yeah. it and experiencing it for many many years. And here's how I'm gonna here's here's kind of how I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna preface it is, you know, as a leader in the church and even as a pastor, sometimes you get ambushed right before going on stage to preach, for example, right. or right before stepping into a meeting uh, and somebody comes, whether it's a, a staff member, whether it's a volunteer, whether it's a guest, whether it's somebody with an opinion or with a complaint or with some kind of comment, and, and it's very difficult to really deal with it in, in a real, pr practical, relevant way quickly. And so here's here's what you want to unpack for us today. Uh, yeah. Specifically, five phrases for de-escalating conflict, because sometimes those moments can really end up in a big conflict if we're not careful. So if we're I want you to just start careful. shooting at us here a little bit of your thoughts. Yeah, so <laughs> I, I think, Verge, that the most – important starting place is the scriptures, right? And so uh, this wonderful passage that has been soothing to my soul and uh, has been 2 Timothy 2, 24 to 26. I'm going to read it briefly. It says this, and the Lord's bondservant must not be quarrelsome, but kind to all, skillful in teaching, teaching, patient when wronged, with gentleness correcting those who are in opposition, if perhaps God may grant them repentance, leading to a knowledge of the truth that they may come to their senses and escape the snare of the devil, having been held captive to do his will. So let's frame it just like you already did so well. I'm walking at church on a, on a time when the body is gathered and oh my goodness, somebody makes a beeline to me. They now have my ear and they want to have a very intense conversation about a complaint, about a concern, about a suggestion, or maybe they want, work with me, they want to impose their will and change things in the mm -hmm. church. Now, I get it. We've all been there before. Now, the foundation is, I don't want to be quarrelsome. That's hard. But the Lord's bondservant ought wow. not be quarrelsome. So I need a I need a pathway to de-escalate and not start being combative. I have done that before and it's very unfruitful. I want to be kind to all people. I want to be skillful and I have to be honest with you this this skillfulness. That's what we're going to be talking about today because what I'm going to be presenting is a set of skills that I wished I had mm -hmm. instantaneously when I got into the ministry, but I've learned them over the years. Uh, I would say there are five phrases as we talked about. The phrase number one, when somebody comes to me and they are kind of starting to light me up and they're starting to kind of pepper me, my first phrase is this, what you have shared is very interesting. Now, that's, I'm not saying what they said is good. I'm not saying what you said was ridiculous. I'm saying it's very interesting. And so then in their minds, they're like, oh my word, builds them up a little bit. It is, it's kind of a non-answer. But what I don't want to say mm -hmm. is, well, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. That is quarrelsome. No, it might be true that it's a dumb thing, some, but that's not a hey, win. Hey, Josh, some, some of us have done that. Some of us have done that. <laughs> Right. And it, 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 it breeds an instantaneous, uh, uh, a spirit of conflict. 
in an, a sense of adversarialism where I want to I want to yeah. take the lead and not be quarrelsome. I mean, what does the scripture say? Don't return evil for evil. Very difficult to obey Jesus in this. And so for me to say, I, I'm buying time. I mean, the rule of the game here in these hot pressure situations is buying time. So number one, I say, wow, what you've said is, mm-hmm. is very interesting. And then I follow up with, you know, you've given me a lot to think about. Again, that's a building up statement. It almost gives rise to the mm-hmm. idea that I'm probably still going to have to think about this. I'm almost hinting to the mm-hmm. idea. I'm not going to answer you right now. You know, what you've said is very interesting. You've given me a mm-hmm. lot to think about. Now, this next piece is is very nuanced. And you have to be careful with this because you, you, know, you, you may not... Phrase three, you may not always be able to use. If it's at a coffee, if it's at a lunch, but if it's on Sunday morning, and I've got three to four minutes at the most. I may not be able to use this one. But phrase three is, is there anything else? Now, that sounds like a throwaway <laughs> phrase. And actually, it's not. Uh, in my time, what I have found is the issue is rarely ever the issue. That which is being presented often isn't really what's going on. Can I have an amen to that? Mm-hmm. Amen. <laughs> and so what happens then, of course, is they are coming with issue A, but really, as I say, well, what, what you've said is very interesting. You've given me a lot to think about anything else. And nine times out of 10, somebody will say something like, well, you know what? I am super upset at the youth guy. My kid is an excellent singer, but he's not giving him the microphone. You know, I'm, I, I've gone to church here a long time and I'm super offended. And I'm like, okay, so this isn't the issue. This is the issue. And that helps mm-hmm. me as a leader to say, wow. Okay, wow. Anything else? Well, you know something else? I really don't like the way you guys are doing baptisms right now. How come we can't do? Okay, anything else? And so then I'm, I'm, I'm clearing the decks. Now, you, again, you have to be cautious with this because I may not have time to have this elongated 30-minute gripe session and be the ears to hear that. But a fool thinks in their mind that what they're saying is the only thing going on not the case. Virgil, have you ever experienced that? I've experienced it definitely. Um, and, and, and the funny thing is, I, I don't know if it's that sometimes I'm a little bit impatient or, or I'm think, or sometimes I'm quick. I, I want to say what I'm thinking, which is that idea is ridiculous. Right. Or, or in this <laughs> case specifically, I, I, I remember one time that somebody came and they were complaining about something, but when I got to the bottom of it, it really was that they were upset that nobody called them when they were out sick from, you know, from the, from the lead team or from, from their leaders. And, and so you're right. I think sometimes people, um, they have these other things, but sometimes there's something that's a little deeper rooted or, or an offense that they're yeah. holding on to. So uh, these conversations yeah. are great because it lets us know you can't fix it if you don't know about it. But I think that the phrases that you're exactly giving right. us are key in helping to deescalate in the moment and that person feels heard, and now they, they at least understand, okay, they're going to get back to me. Okay, so number one, they come to me. It's a little bit of a pressure thing. I'm sensing that they have some angst. Wow, what you're saying to me is very interesting. Number two, you've given me a lot to think about. Number three, anything else? 
And then I ask again, hmm. anything else? And then here's the real pivot point where I say, you know what? Let me take this back to the team. Now, this is the most important mm -hmm. phrase of all. Let me take this back to the team because I don't want to make a decision in the moment. It's going to be a very, 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 I'm not in a position to think this through globally and holistically. And so I say, let me take this back to the team. First of all, leader out there in, in Avail podcast land, do you have a team? If you don't have a team unto which you can go to and say, hey, Connie Smith brought this up. I think it's crazy. Do you guys think it's crazy? They say it is crazy. Then I can go back to Connie and say, you know, I've come, I went to the team and we talked about this and we collective, we just don't know mm -hmm. whether this is going to be something that we're going to be able to implement at this time. Watch carefully. This, this idea of team, it dilutes the leadership waters so that you aren't the sole face in place for the decision maker that needs blame. So, you didn't push my idea through. Not true. The team, we mm -hmm. have talked about this and we've decided that's probably not best for us right now. Now, beyond this, however, I don't just bring it back to the team, Virgil, so that I can have some like ammunition to say, yeah, a lot of other people thought this was stupid. To be truthful, I want to be open as a leader. And I've brought things back to the team and they're like, man, that's actually genius. I, ha I never thought of such a thing. And so all of a sudden in the mm. abundance of counselors, there's victory and somebody might actually have a good idea, but I'm resistant and I'm, I felt threatened by them. But if I have time to peacefully bring it back to the team, I can chill things out a little bit. So it's buying time and this idea of team is huge. Yeah, I agree. I have a question for you, Josh. Why do you think that as leaders, um, until we've learned a, a, a technique or a strategy like, like what you're giving us, these five phrases to deescalate those conf conflict moments, why do you think – that we have this natural instinct to want to respond right away, to, to, to want to solve it right away. What is it? What is it in us? Because I think a lot of us have made the mistake to not ask any of these questions and just be like, oh, no, no, that's not what we do here. Right. Yeah, I think the reason why we – listen, I'll be honest with you. I want to be the answer guy. I want to appear to be like – and by the way, I am pretty good on my feet. Uh -huh. Um. But I'm kind of mouthy too, and I need I need something to slow me down. So I think that okay. Another thing, I think that what we want to do is it's kind of have you ever seen Karate Kid, right? And he teaches them wax on, yeah. Yeah. wax off. And so when people bring me dumb ideas, I just want to poof. No, that's dumb. Get this. <laughs> and I think the wisest move is to slow it down. I don't need to shut their idea down instantaneously. I actually think there's great right. value in actually being a slower leader. I think there's a great value in being somebody who can make decisions quick. Totally get that. I, and I am a quick decision maker, but not every decision needs to be made instantaneously. Yeah, you know, you know, Josh, as you're talking, I think, I think sometimes personality may have something to do with. It. I'm kind of a, I'm kind of a, 
you know, let's go, let's go kind of guy. And maybe, maybe that plays uh, a little bit against me uh, in this, because I want to just, Hey, I don't have time for this. Like, let's go. You know, there's so many other, there's so many issues to resolve that I, I don't need this on my table. So understanding, I like that phrase, uh, slowing down our leadership, like, like not being in yeah. a rush to have to respond in the moment. And I think sometimes my wife really helps me with that because I tell her, man, I am really frustrated about this. And she's like, wait a second, just take a breath. It's okay. You know, think before yeah. you speak, think before you act. And I think that that's, that's, that principle is, is behind these, uh, these questions, yeah, these phrases right. that you're recommending for us. Because so many times, um, especially, especially high capacity leaders, who are thinking steps ahead and then and then especially if you think something really or you know this doesn't go with our culture organizationally or or we've we've we did that and it totally didn't work but how to really just show i think there's love in this kind of leadership i i think so too and and again going back to second timothy 2 24 to 26 not to be quarrelsome to be kind, mm -hmm. listening to someone and letting them speak, that's kind. Skillful in teaching, patient when wronged. I wished I could go back mm. and adopt a little more patience when, let's listen, listen, when I got into this thing from being a high school chemistry teacher and I'm like, okay, you're a shepherd now. Well, nobody told me that the sheep sometimes bite, all right? And so when the sheep bite, What's my responsibility as a leader? It's to, it's to lead with gentleness. And th this is a spirit of gentleness. These five phrases are, they're, they're, it's a gentle thing to think through. How could, I, how, could, how could I dismantle this really dumb thing that they're suggesting, but allow mm -hmm. them and to not malign their character, right? Somebody's mm -hmm. coming with an idea. They don't understand the big picture, and it's my job, right, to skillfully teach and to show them maybe a bigger picture in the ministry, uh, 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 to be gentle mm. with those who are in opposition. Now, mm. again, for leaders like you and I, I am a fast mover. I am a driver of a person, and some dumb thing feels like it's standing in my way, but I'm called to be a shepherd far more than I am called to be my own personal kingdom builder. The, the kingdom is the people. The kingdom is shepherding. And what is shepherding? It's leading sometimes obstinate sheep toward quieter, more peaceful waters. And so these five phrases, I think it is. I think it comes down to love, doesn't it? Yeah. Before, before we walk, I want to walk through them and ask you a few questions about each one. But before we do that, Josh, um, yeah, I have, a, I have kind of a... I don't know if it's out of left field, but kind of maybe maybe kind of a different angle question, because sometimes the 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 uh, the, the 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 conflict or the the complaint, the concern or or suggestion or wanting to impose whatever it is, sometimes it's a text. Oh, baby. sometimes it's not necessary. And, and it could be a text right when you're about to go on stage or when you're about to go to a meeting, you know, it could be. And so any thoughts on that? Yeah, that see, I, I, I have to say, I don't like that. We have to deal with this. I, I don't like because text in email uh, in Facebook, of all things, they should, they are Ooh. for black and white communication. They should, no color, no nuance, no emotion. But <laughs> we can not text that. But that does not mean that our people aren't going to text us. 
Right. Uh, and, you know, I, I would say that I would type back what you have texted. It's very interesting. You've given <laughs> me a lot to think about. I'm going to need to take this back to the team. Is that okay for you? Straight up. I mean, I'm literally buying time because I am not going to get into some high, high stress text one upsmanship. Forget it. <laughs> you, we can get into a lot of trouble sometimes in those texts. That was very wise. Touche. You basically said the same phrases, but texting them, which I think is very, very wise. And, and again, we're not responding in the moment. Maybe I've had this happen. I've had this happen. I type a whole two paragraph response. And then I say, honey, to my wife. Can you please check this? And then she's like, oh, no, 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 no. Delete that. <laughs> listen, listen, here's my rule of thumb. If I ever feel like I need to show somebody else to get that, that's a, that's that's my answer right there. The answer uh -huh. is no. If I have to show somebody else to go, hey, is this a little too over the top? I don't even need to ask. I know it's too much over the top. So, and I don't mean to say that this is the, these five phrases are the, the panacea, the fix all for everything, but mm -hmm. us, listen, an insider leader comes to me who I have relationship with. I'm not going to text him a stock set of answers. This is for that out of the blue random person who's a yeah. little more challenging. And I know that they are not, they don't, they're not on the inside and they don't have my best intentions and we don't have the type of relationship that I can interact with them. So I'm going to, bottom line, I'm trying to slow things down. And that's hard for a fast guy, right? Yeah, that's that's very true. Um, can I ask you, Josh, how, how did um, how did you start thinking about this? And how, and how did you come up with this? Was it, was it kind of an, did you just think, hey, let me think about what, some, what are some good, or experience, maybe a little bit of both, but, but how oh, did you get to this? A hundred percent experience, a hundred percent experience, but I, it's it, doing it wrong many times over, but this mm -hmm. first phrase, what's your share, what you've shared is very interesting. I watched a dynamic, gifted, godly teacher. Now he wasn't a preacher. He was a teacher in a, in a crowd of about 50 people. I watched mm -hmm. somebody multiple times ask a completely ridiculous question <laughs> or say something completely ridiculous. And I watched how skilled and savvy this man was. And he would always step back a little bit and say, you know, what you've asked is very interesting. And they kind of feel like, wow, because he, he doesn't want to lose the crowd of people and go, oh, right. my word, if I say something stupid, he's going to bash me, right? So he said, what, you're, what you've brought up is interesting. And then he went back. Listen to this. He went back to their commonly held knowledge, something that he knew they could agree on. And then he slowly and methodically taught and undid their dumb phrase. But it was mm. very subtle. But it started with what you've brought up is very interesting. Again, that is, oh, wow. So I, I'm interesting. And so that's where that phrase started. I watched him just beautifully do that. And by the way, are there dumb questions? Somebody's like, there are no dumb questions. Bull, there are tons of dumb <laughs> questions. But I need to be a shepherd that allows yeah. people to feel that safe space. And so that's where that one came from. You've given yeah, me a lot to think about. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Go ahead. 
I, no, I was, I was just going to say, I think, I think that something I really like that you mentioned is sometimes the Lord places some incredible leaders um, that are, you know, or, or even, or even, you know, men and women that, that have just have been gone a little further than us or have been doing it for longer yeah. or have, you know, other insights. And I like that. I like, I like that you share that because as leaders, we always have to be learning and, and you never know That's where right. you're going to capture a nugget from, right. That you end up talking about, that you end up teaching about, right. Just because of that, that, what yeah. you observed, what you, what you, what you learned in that moment. So I like that. That's yeah, what you have shared is, is interesting in Spanish. Interesante. Yeah. I got to learn them both. Cause I, I got people in both in English. Right, right, right. <laughs> All right. Question two. And, and to go along with that, to go along with mm-hmm. that is gosh, you've given me a lot to think about. And so yeah. that, that, that allows breathing space. We, these conversations need oxygen because when we don't yeah. have oxygen in these conversations, man, we start getting a little, things can get fiery, right? We need yeah. oxygen. Uh, 100%. So that, that's you a know, good one. The, I was going to mention, Josh, I was going to mention, I think, I think that th- this phrase, you've given me a lot to think about is important because the truth is, um, it is true. Sometimes we don't have to think too much about it, you know, but there are times where we even need to pray about it. You know, you know, right. you know, when, when somebody comes in with maybe even a doctrinal issue, you know, like, Hey, well, this is what, you yeah. know, I think this is what the word say. And, you know, and sometimes we're so set in our ways and, but, but it's important to say, Hey, wait, wait, you, you've given me something to think about. And, and, and maybe we do need to think about it. Right. Maybe, you know, Lord, show me like, you know, show me in, in this and, process and, and if there's also, anything that I need to see. It, and it's not just not just that like you know that they've that they've unpacked something new from scripture. You know, sometimes they come with something that is like, bro. If we were to embrace that, that's heresy. But what I am caused to think about is how can I be a kind shepherd and not malign them? That's often right. what I need to think about. You, you've given me a lot to think about because I don't know at this charged moment how to answer you without cutting your head off. And that's exactly what I don't want to do. So I've got a lot to think about because I need to process how I'm going to tenderly lead you. That's There's a lot of truth to that. Yeah. I like the third phrase. Let's go to the third phrase. Yeah. So that one I learned uh, uh, from a, a wise, wise, wise old pastor. And he said, the issue is not the issue and hurt people <laughs> hurt People. people. And so I watched time and time and time again. Is there anything else? Because there almost always was. And by the way, if I was Virgil, if I was seeking to solve their issue, but I knew did not know that there was an issue back here, this issue does not solve the issue. And so it's this mm-hmm. insane rat race, right? Mm-hmm. It is. And, and it's so cool. I'm writing down notes as we're talking because I, I don't want to forget something I want to ask you a little bit. But but I yeah. think that there's a high percentage of situations like, like we're talking about. Is there anything else? There's a high percentage time that there is something else. There might be a there might be a percentage. Almost. That there's not. But there is a percentage yeah. that there that there is something else. Not only that, but but what a like. I, I not only want to be a good shepherd, I want to be perceived as a good shepherd. And asking that yeah. question, that's a good shepherding question straight out. Is there anything else that like, cause somebody might go, you know what? I'm glad you asked. 
you know, it's really a challenging time. My mother-in-law had to move in with us. I got, I'm going to have to take on new responsibilities at my job. I'm generally stressed. Well, as a shepherd, I want to know that, right? And I'm allowing somebody to vent their stuff, even if it doesn't have to do with this. And even if they're not angry, a good shepherd wants to know, hey, this sheep, they have a limp, but they're carrying it pretty well. Mm. I want to know about that limp, right? Yeah, that's good. I love it. I love I love this. I think I think each one of these is is really even though they're so sim- they're so simple these phrases, they're really profound. Yes. Number 4, let me take this back to my team. This is genius on multiple levels. It's genius because I'm buying myself time like you said earlier. It's genius because I'm I am making the person aware that it's not me. I'm not the one that's making this decision, you know, solely, even if I kind of am, but but it, it positions me as the leader in a, in a place where I'm expressing to them, hey, what you're saying is interesting. You've given me something to think about. Um, I'm going to go talk it over with the team because, you know, hey, I, I, I need my team. We don't make decisions alone here. And the person is, yeah. is understanding, oh, okay, he's taking me seriously. That's exactly right. In addition, I'm telling you, Virgil, I do not lead in isolation and I have never led in isolation. I actually truly Mm. do lead in community. I am a social Mm. learner. Listen, I've got a master's in effective instruction, national board certified in, in teacher excellence, right? So I know how the brain works and I know my brain. I am a social learner. And so that's why I I get a hold of you and throw you some ideas because I want to discuss and dialogue. So the team is not just a safety place. It's actually a learning space. Uh, beyond this, here's where I, you asked me earlier, how did I come up with these five phrases? This one right here, I actually gleaned when I was a high school chemistry teacher because there was a superintendent and he was surrounded by the superintendency. So he Hmm. would make really big decisions, but it was positioned as these five, the superintendency has decided it was, mm. it was keeping him out of the line of fire for somebody to go, you know, I hate that idea. And he's the exclusive face that I should aim my ammunition of, of hatred and vitriol. No, 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 no. He diluted the pain by having it be the superintendency. And I noticed that and I was like, that's absolutely genius. So he's <laughs> not putting his neck way out. It's five necks. And so for all I know, the third person on the superintendency was the real driver of that. So I really don't have mm-hmm. any one person to blame. I have the entire superintendency to blame. There is a little bit of safety in numbers, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's 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 awesome. Um, I wonder if I should call that at my church. The superintendency has decided. Not to, no, I'm just kidding. Right. Um, so, so this leads us to the fifth phrase, which is, would you say that you feel heard right now? This is a little bit coming to the heart as well. That, to, yeah. Yes, that's a critical, critical one. And I have to tell you, this is one that it took me a long time to incorporate. I think it's one of the most important and it's at the very end. And Mm -hmm. by the way, let's say that they say, yes, you know, I do feel heard. That right there is a win. If they say, you know what? I don't feel heard. I don't think like you fully understood me. I'm going to say, hey, listen, again, you have given me a lot to think about. Let me go back to the team. 
Let me take what you've shared and, and we're going to mull this over. And then I want to come back to you because I really want to make sure you do feel heard. Does that, are you okay with that? And that just mm. is pushes pause because everybody wants an instantaneous answer, including my very own children. They want, no, 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 no. Can I do this? Like, I want to talk about this now. I don't want that. I want to say, hey, let's, let's, let's get together with your mom. Because listen, do I want to be the bad dad? No, I want to be bad parents. You follow me? Right? Yeah. So, but, but do you feel heard? If they say yes, huge win, huge win. If they say no, I have a means of recourse. Does that make sense, Virgil? It makes sense uh, totally. And you know, as 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 we're talking about this, I'm, you know, what, the one thing I'm thinking in my head is I want to share these with my team, with my staff team, and my leadership. I want to share it with them because yes. I think they're going to come back and say, "Thank you, Pastor. Thank you, Pastor Virgil. I'm so thankful that you brought." Because because the truth is, everybody on their own level, whatever tier of leadership they're in will yeah. face these things, you know, whether it's, you That's know, exactly student ministry, right. whether it's kids ministry, whether it's production team, whether it's worship team, whether it's, you know, events and baptism, you know, there's always going to be people with opinions, with concerns, with complaints, with, uh, you know, yep. suggestions. And so I, like, I'm excited. And for every leader who's watching or listening to this podcast right now, you got to go, you got to grab these kind of digest a little bit, listen to this podcast one or two times, you know, even if you got to put it on one and a half speed, if you <laughs> yeah. listen to it, check it out. Uh, um, get, they're really, it's so, I like how you made it simple, Josh. It's not complicated, but it's deep. And, right. and if we share this with our team, they're going to thank us. Now I, I have to tell you, uh, you literally took the words out of my mouth. That's what I was just getting ready to share next. And I actually equipped my team with this. And I told them, mm. I said, hey, this is a safety umbrella for you. You do not have to be expected to answer anybody and placate them or give them an, an answer right now. This, These phrases are your safety umbrella. And I'm telling you, you have permission to tell them that you need to take this back to the team. Which, by the way, Virgil, uh, I had some very, very, very gifted people on my team. And mm -hmm. other staff members sometimes wanted one of my gifted people to pull off something for them out of a friendship thing, right? They're like, hey, you're killer at editing video. Could you just do this for our team? Because the video team can't get to ours. And I would have my team. Say, I mean, this is just a way of diffusing everything. Hey, that's great. You know, I really need to take this back to the team and see if uh -huh. this is something that we can squeeze in. So it's it's pushing pause, right? Um, mm -hmm. but that, would you say that you feel heard right now? That's a good marriage one. That is a good kid to, to, to dad one, you know, do, am, is what I'm sending this, do you feel like that, that, that who doesn't want to be heard, right? They came yeah. to you because they, they've had this angst for a while. I want to give them an opportunity to say, yes, you did hear me. That's huge win, man. <laughs> hey, for, uh, this is a little side note for any insecure leaders out there because, hey, it happens sometimes. But maybe you're thinking, if I teach this to my team, if you're a lead leader and you're thinking, if I teach this to my team, yeah. they might use it on me. <laughs> right? Maybe I asked them to do and something. <laughs> I, I would say that's a good thing. I would say, say that's a good thing. 
Yeah, right, right. Because I might, I might say to you know the person who's leading you know videos and production and say, hey, I need to do this and to do this. And if they're they might be they might need to be wise. And instead of maybe instead of just saying, oh yeah, because they think they have to, say, hey, let me talk to the team to see when when we can you know realistically what order of priority you know. Interesting, interesting. It is, it is, and and, and so the the value is is I don't want somebody, I don't want to succumb to pressure decisions, but I don't want other people to be pressured by me. I want to have that like from here down. I don't want that. I want what's best. I don't just want my way. And I tell you, put that into your pipe and smoke it leader. Do you want what's best or do you want your way? We often think that our way is the best. And I, I lead in a plurality of a leadership context, not in isolation. I love it. I love it, Josh. This this conversation has been awesome. Uh, basically, you've unpacked uh, uh, this paradigm: five phrases to de-escalate conflict or even potential conflict. Because you know, it might not be something that's going to necessarily right. be conflictive, but 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 avoid you know de-escalating it as opposed to responding quickly, you know, uh, answering too quickly, and then bringing it on yourself, which happens. And then you have those moments of, Hey, where did so-and-so go? I haven't seen them in a month or two. And, and, right. you know, you know, these stories that happen as leaders in church and in ministry, this is so good. This is so, good. so, so can you, can you take that, that Bible passage from second Timothy and kind of tie it all together? Just now that, now that we've heard it from you. Yeah, I would say the Lord's bond servant must not be quarrelsome. How does quarrelsomeness happen? Usually a speedy tongue. Yeah. Usually I'm impatient and I'm like, you are an absolute bother to my agenda, right? I say conflict comes from, this is another whole entire podcast, but there's conflict comes from one of two places. I am either being exposed or I'm being opposed. So it's like, mm-hmm. you're in my way and I have conflict now. Or you're showcasing that we may have some chinks in our armor as a leadership team. Both of those things offend me. And so mm-hmm. I can quickly bite back. So the Lord's bond servant, I need to slow things down. Speed mm-hmm. for me is usually going to be embroiled in, in, in quarrelsomeness. Also, be kind to all. Every, not just the pretty people, Virgil. <laughs> everybody. We need to be kind to them all. Not just the pretty people, not just the powerful people, and not just the rich people. We need to be kind to all. The way yeah. that I do that is to be skillful in teaching. And, and you know, listen, I had no idea how much relational savvy was going to be necessary and how much hmm. relational moxie was going to be necessary to lead in ministry. You got to be a sharp relational cookie. And you have to have like a super high EQ. And part of that is being skillful in teaching and know what's necessary right now. Now, here's the funny thing. Patient when wronged. When somebody is coming with a complaint, I'm either going to feel like they're opposing me and my ideas, or I'm going to feel like they're exposing my inadequacies. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I need to say, oh, hold on now. Uh, And I I can lash quick. Patient when wronged and just slow everything down. My heart rate yeah. just increased. This is a great opportunity to kick this forward. I don't want to deal with this right now. Not because I'm mm-hmm. an avoider, but because there's 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 great wisdom in de-escalating. 
with kindness. Watch this. Gentleness, gentleness, correcting those who are in opposition. I am not going to be gentle in this hot cooker of a situation. Mm -hmm. I'm going to need to leave. I'm going to need to think about what I'm going to say. And I'm going to need to calm my spirit and present something in a gentle fashion. Yes, they may need correcting and say, you know, and I'm you know, correcting those who are in opposition. It may be, hey, you should do baptism this way. Well, I may need to think and educate them about, okay, real quick. One time somebody came to me with this really charged idea and I said, okay. So then I just, I, I spent 30 minutes with the guy and I walked around church because he wanted to knock out this wall and he wanted to blow out this door. And I said, <laughs> okay, let's do that. Well, help me understand what do we do next? He was like, oh, that's simple. We just blow this out. Okay, so then that's going to displace this. What would you do now? 30 minutes of walking around, going with his idea, and then he finally concluded, wow, I guess there's a lot of moving parts here. And that one thing that I suggested isn't really going to work. And in a sense, I was gentle in correcting his completely insane $70,000 mm-hmm. stupid idea but I didn't need to blast him and ruin a relationship. Mm -hmm. So I led him to conclude that his idea was completely impractical. But that is, this is this embodiment, right? Of this 2 Timothy 2, 24 to 26, be a shepherd. And I got to tell you, man, if I can do one thing, it's slow things down. Nine times out of 10, the problems that I've experienced in my life and in my ministry is because of a quick, quick, quick mouth. So true. This is, hey, drop the mic. I love it, Josh. So this is great. As we're wrapping this conversation up, Josh, one thought came to my mind. And after this, after this, I really want to share with people how they can connect with you, share some websites, some information. Um, Also talk a little bit of a veil journal. But this thought came to my mind. Um, When we have one of these de-escalating conversations and we say, hey, you've given me a lot to think about. You know, is there anything else? Um, we, we must get back to them. We can't forget. We, we have to, I think, and this would be helpful for me because sometimes that moment was one out of 20 things that happened in, in, you know, in a matter of, of a couple of hours. And we must develop some kind of system personally so that we make sure that we don't forget because that we can get in trouble there because that person's waiting by the phone for a week or two or three. Yes. Pastor didn't get back to me now. Okay. I want to speak to that because that last phrase, would you feel that you, would you say that you feel heard right now? A little addendum to that is, would it be helpful for me to reach back out to you? Or would you say that that what we've talked about okay. kind of makes sense to you? So there are times where they literally just wanted to be heard. That's it. And I, mm-hmm. I, I don't want to make a mountain out of a mohill, right? <laughs> so there are times where I'm, I say, hey, you know, would you say that you feel heard right now? Is, would you say that, 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 that you, whatever, right? But if I am definitely putting them off, and this is a multi-pronged, really complex, convoluted situation, I am going to have to get back in touch with them. Now, here's another phrase that I learned more recently. I would say, hey, when would be a good time for me to reach back out to you? I do not want to put it into their court and say, hey, why don't you get back in touch with me? 
whoa, 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 not good. When would be a good time for me to reach back out to you? And they might say, hey, you know what? It's good. I just wanted to have you hear me. Yeah. I just wanted to bring it to your attention that I think the way we do baptisms is stupid. Okay. So you don't need me to get back in touch. No, I just wanted to tell you that. Sweet. Drop. I'm out. But the idea <laughs> is discerning whether this demands follow-up because not everything does if I could True. be so bold. Yeah, that's very, very true. Sometimes that that moment is enough. Um, so I guess that's I right. guess referring to those moments where where there isn't a resolution and I got to go take it back to the team and get back to you, yes. make sure to yes. not forget. And very, very, oh, very, no very wise, very, very wise. Hey, Josh, um, we mentioned leadministry.com. How, how can people yeah. connect with you? Where can they learn more about you and, and all the all the resources that you're putting out there? Sure. I, I would say the best space to go to is leadministry.com. It's kind of a hub for ministry, in-depth ministry courses and for one-on-one mm -hmm. -on -one ministry coaching, right? So I will be on a call just like this and we will deal with big picture items as well as specificities that somebody is going through in their ministry, right? So I have courses that people could go through. So this right here could be, though it is not, this could be a, a course topic that we walk through and that we have, yeah. you know, these key phrases and, and a worksheet for you to work through. So lead ministry, courses, coaching for those who are needing extra support in a ministry context, right? Leadministry.com. I love it. I love it. I know that I know that I've connected to lead volunteers, which is specifically for people who yes. are leading volunteers, which is a big category for those of us who are in the church world. And it's been so insightful and so helpful. Yeah. And so the resources you're putting out, um, Josh, they really come from a place of experience. Um, uh, That's right. Years of ministry uh, opportunities right. you know, out there and also learning. You know, I, I think that's one of the values that you bring to the table. You can bring some amazing coaching uh, and some amazing courses that that are that are placed in our hands, and it's up to us to use them. Yes, yes. And so, as you said, leadvolunteers.com is kind of our flagship course, uh, and you are a member of that, and mm. you've gone into that. So that's exciting, man. I love it. Hey, um, social media. Are you on social media? Where can they find you? Yes. You know, just Josh Denhart. If you do any kind of a search on Instagram, on Facebook, on all of the rest, Josh Denhart, it'll get there. Awesome. Awesome. Hey, Josh, um, before you give us some final thoughts, some, something, something you want to leave in all the leaders' hearts, I want to mention the Avail Journal. I happen to have a very amazing issue here about a bilingual church in South Florida. Anyway, the Avail Journal is an awesome journal uh, that that is uh, a leadership, practical, relevant leadership context principles content um an, an awesome the avail journal is awesome i know you're familiar with it i know that you've right. contributed i sure have you've written articles for avail journal uh what would you say to people out there about the avail journal i would say that the avail journal is in my opinion the top shelf leadership magazine that exists right now it feels yeah. like it's it's classy it feels <laughs> like it's worthy and the contents inside don't, uh, they, they don't disappoint. So I think it's the top leadership yeah. journal and it's classy. It's a classy, it's, it's one that you save. Yeah. It's one that you have in your, in, in your arsenal as a go back. It's a great, it's a great deal, man. I, I, I think, 
uh, that it's brimming with great leadership material. <laughs> we appreciate that, Josh. And uh, it really is an awesome, uh, an awesome leadership resource. By the way, you can claim a free annual subscription of the Avail Journal by going to availjournal.com. We invite you to take advantage of that offer. Uh, they come out quarterly. So that means in a, uh, in a year, you're going to get four of these. The Avail Journal, it, you will not be disappointed with the leadership content and resources. Uh, and you never know what you're going to find, uh, including uh, awesome material from Josh Denhart. Hey, Josh, uh, as we wrap things up, what do you want to leave on the hearts of all of our leaders? People are hurting and they have ideas, they have concerns, and for it to fall on deaf ears is it's very likely that they're not going to want to stay. Listen, where people have say, they're typically going to stay. Where they have say, they're going to say, going to stay. And if nothing else, learn a couple of really practical skills to be a better listener and a better avoider of quarrelsome in the moment fighting. You can put it off to the future, get a team, am I right? So, so good. Man, this conversation has been so fun. I could probably go another hour just, just going, taking all this apart more. Sure. But Josh, thank you so much. On behalf of the Avail um, team, we're so thankful for you, for your ministry, for your leadership. On a personal level, you've been a blessing to, uh, to my life. Um, I, I know that right now in this season, uh, the Lord is continuing to just open doors for you sure. and everything that you do on a min ministry-wise. And, and, and we're thankful. It's very well-deserved. On behalf of the Avail team, we honor you, brother. We're thankful for your life. And we can't wait to see all else that God has for you. Thank you very much. I'm super honored to be here. And I feel like I'm growing as you and I discuss these things. So thank you for the opportunity. Yes, sir. Hey, everybody. This has been an amazing conversation, as always, here on the Avail Podcast. Uh, Josh Denhart, he is an amazing leader. And we're thankful for, uh, giving, for him sharing with us these five phrases that we can use to de-escalate potentially conflictive situations and conversations. We hope you've been challenged and encouraged. My name is Virgil Sierra. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Avail Podcast. We hope you've been equipped with some helpful leadership insights by this conversation with Josh Denhart. Remember, you can connect with Josh and check out his website by going to leadministry.com. For more leadership resources, check us out at theartofleadership.com. And make sure to claim your free annual subscription of the Avail Journal at availjournal.com. If you'd like to connect to our growing leadership community on Facebook, visit availleadershipconnect.com. As always, I'm your Avail Media host, Virgil Sierra. Muchas gracias. Thank you for connecting with us to learn the art of leadership here at the Avail Podcast.